0: Welcome to Radar Contact, the air traffic management podcast by Fox ATM. For this episode of Radar Contacts, my guest is Janusz Janiszewski. And uh, as you probably know already, Janusz serves as the CEO of PANSA, the Polish ANSP. Janusz, welcome to the episode. Uh, Before we start the discussion, can you please briefly introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Thank you very much, Vincent Hello, everybody. My name is Janusz Janiszewski. And yes, of course, you're right that I'm the CEO of PANSA since the July 2018. But since the 1999, I've been working in the aviation, in the ATM business, and uh, since that, I'm the earth traffic controller, still active ATCO on ACC of Warsaw, so uh, working uh, permanently in the upstream. Wait,
0: wait. I have to stop here and ask you to confirm that. You are still holding an active ACC rating in Warsaw ACC? Yes. Wow, that's that that's new to me. I'm a bit surprised that that's really nice. Do you know of other any CEO that is still uh, active as well?
1: Probably, I'm the only one.
0: Okay, that's very interesting because we are always preaching for proximity between technical and operational, but I've never thought of preaching the proximity between management and uh, and operations. So really cool to to learn about that, and I guess it keeps you very active and very sharp on on everything what's going on in the. In the air and in the in the first sense of it, really cool to to learn about that. <laughs> um, so so looking at Panza, you are leading innovation and digitalization with various projects. There was an announcement at the last World ATM Congress in Madrid together with Indra. Uh, you are an, a member of ITEC and you also have the Aviation Innovation Hub in in Poznan. So can you please just bring around uh, uh, these three topics on innovation and digital, digitalization in, in Poland?
1: Yes, uh, thank you very much for that. I do believe and. Probably COVID showed that uh, it is very important that we have to invest into the digitalization and in the future in the autonomous system which will improve our daily li- life and daily work. This is uh, what I'm saying because being still an active air traffic controller gives me the opportunity to compare how this work changed uh, since the last 23 years and I see the huge step forward but nevertheless if we take into consideration how our daily life have changed comparing having, for example, the smartphones, yes, it uh, shows how big was the development of the technology, and we have to follow that in the aviation. I know that the aviation is very inertial system, and uh, bringing the new technologies is very difficult because of many, many issues which we have to fulfill. So I mean the procedures, certification, etc. It is very difficult, but nevertheless, we need to keep that, and I really believe into the digitalization and improvement in my daily working position life as the air traffic controller, because first of all what I believe, first of all, the most important is safety, the safety is paraded and uh, it cannot be changed, of course but uh, on the other hand, we need to have a tools to accommodate more traffic, to be more environmentally friendly, so to reduce the length of the routes in the air of the aircraft and to accommodate more aircraft. Until to 2019 there also was a huge increase in the traffic, we saw that 2019 digits numbers was the biggest in the history in whole europe about the traffic and especially in the Polish airspace we uh, we were the polish airspace were one of the most promising market and developing market where the traffic was increasing three times higher than in the rest of the Europe so from our perspective we decided to invest into the technology because only development of the new technology of the new solution will bring the answer for the demand of the traffic and of course what is very important to make the green deal. So the new deal done by the European Commission in place, improving uh, every operations, which is, uh, which is very important. That's why I believe that only digitalization, automatization, and at the end, autonomous actions will bring uh, what we need uh, in the future. Of course, this is very challenging because I know that whole single European sky concept mm, was developed in 1999. So exactly when I started my job as the air traffic uh, controller and uh, can you imagine that I started uh, as the procedural controller so I was, you know, doing my air traffic control on the flight strips. I was, you know, writing the positions, hearing the positions of the pilots based on the time separation and uh, what we are using now is uh, far, far away but nevertheless we need to speed up because the technology is changing very fast so we have to adjust as the aviation to the needs of our customers. So I mean, the passengers who want to travel on the cheap way on the one hand and on the other hand without the delays and the third thing is the reduction of the CO2 and the better gases into the environment into the atmosphere so that is why I believe that only investing in technology will bring us to that goal
0: that's very nice I really like the energy and coming from the technical part myself I can only approve that (laughs) so yeah actually it seems we started mostly at the same time because I joined Skyguide back in 1000 as a software developer back in the time so I also believe in you know vision and Uh, Technology And it's interesting because you mentioned COVID, obviously that hit the industry very in a very hard way. And for many, it was hard to know how long the crisis will last for. And from what you say, it looks like you did not really slow down your digitalization because of COVID. How was it to take that decision to keep on digitalization besides that crisis with an unknown end?
1: I know that crisis, is the biggest crisis since the end of the Second World War because we've never seen, of course, there was the crisis in the 70s. It wasn't as a crisis in 2001 after the attacks in New York. Um, So there there were crises, but not like that. But I'm always saying that uh, every crisis is a challenge in one hand. On the other hand, this is a great opportunity to speed up. And I will give you just a few examples how COVID changed our lives. First of all, we are now talking uh, via Teams. So we are now in the virtual world, you know, talking to each other, exchanging the, uh, the information. We can contact each other. Of course, I prefer um, face-to-face contacts. That's why I believe that uh, air traffic will restore very soon when the COVID will stop. Uh, And uh, I see that people, they have the need to meet each other, to travel. And of course, the air transport is the fastest way now to move from the one place to the other place. And I do believe that this is the main reason that we will back and that the the, the traffic will be restored. But on the other hand, the new means of transportation enter it uh, to our daily lives. I mean, the new air means of transportation so augment uh, area vehicles so, uh, so the drones because this is the tangible sign how the air traffic and uh, how uh, air transport is changing and COVID speed up that very very fastly. I will give you just few numbers. After just uh, outbreak of the COVID in March 2020 when we deployed in Poland in the Polish airspace our new PANSA UTM system so the first certified and fully operational deployed system The number of the logins, check-ins to the, to our system reached the level of almost 300,000 check-ins. So I mean 300,000 movements of the drones in the, in the system. Year 2021, we finished at the level of 542,000 of that logins, check-ins. It shows you how people started to use unmanned aerial vehicles in the daily lives for the purposes of the business, for the purposes of the COVID. Just yesterday, we started a permanent routing between Warsaw and two major laboratories outside the Warsaw which are on the distance of 60 more, six between 60 up to 80 kilometers, we started permanent routing where the drones will be delivering medical laboratory samples. So it shows how it is changing. So I believe that every crisis is an opportunity to speed up and to develop the new technology and to deploy the new technology and the new features and I really do believe that uh, the outer the UTM system, so the traffic management system, will improve whole aviation and the whole systems uh, between the NSPs, airports, and the airlines. This is the natural way. I do believe that it will be developing part of the whole ATM industry and the whole aviation industry, and we will create the whole new network and the new interactions between all the actors. So I mean, the NSPs, Air Navigation Service Provider, airports, Uh, uh, airlines handling uh, etc. So whole aviation chain will be changing because of the COVID and this is a tangible sign that really COVID had a positive impact on that despite of great losses in the income which we had because in 2020 we lost almost 70% of our income Uh, 2021. I Just a few hours ago I had the meeting of the board of PANSA and when we had the first results of the 2021 so the total loss of income will be in 2021 at the level of uh, 48%. So still, the financial impact is huge, but nevertheless, we cannot stop investing in the technology because this is only solution for improvement. And COVID, in my opinion, is leveraging that to the other level. I love that energy and that
0: optimism. (laughs) Uh, Totally agree on that. But here I want to play the the devil's advocate a bit, you know, to bring balance. One thing, in in my view, that is massively underestimated with drones is the impact of noise. I can imagine um, when when we will have many drones flying around cities, Uh, I have the chance to live in the suburbs of Frankfurt in quite a green area. I would not be so happy to have drone deliveries to my neighbors, uh, not to mention pizza flying around, um, but there will be probably need for some, some rules and regulations. How do you see things on, on that possibly negative aspect of drones on society?
1: Okay, I will try to answer very simply, of course. Uh, probably I will just revert a little bit because uh, if you're taking into consideration that delivery boy is delivering by bike or by car, then still you have a noise. Of course, the noise of drones is very annoying. I know that because it is annoying, but nevertheless, probably we will have to get used to that noise and uh, it will be a part of our life, but of course, according to the regulation, this is very important because what I'm showing to people that the whole uh, UTM environment, so the environment which will allow to integrate the drones into our daily lives, into business and into the aviation has to be based on four main pillars. First pillar is, of course, legislation, and this is very important. We need to have a very mature legislation. In Poland, we started our works uh, in 2009, and since that, we we've been working on the legislation on the solutions of course that was not the perfect legislation framework uh, since uh, the beginning of 2021 we've got the european legislation about the utm and uh, since the january 2023 we'll have the so called use space regulation so the regulation which will be regulating movements of the drones inside the urban areas so we have the base the fundamentals for that legal requirements and the framework but nevertheless we have to work on that but this is job for us to do that and to prepare that. Of course, I don't know all the answers for the problems which will occur or which will happen in the future. But still, I do presume or anticipating that the drones will be a part of our daily lives. I'm always showing the picture from the famous movie, The Fifth Element, uh, with Bruce Willis and beautiful Mila Jovovich, that really it's very soon become a reality. But can you imagine that uh, Luc Besson, which created that film at the late 90s, Located the whole action in 23rd century. We have now the 21st century and we are at the beginning of that journey. So it shows how the world speed up and how it is really developing very fastly. So we will not avoid the drones. The drones will be the part of our picture, daily picture, but we need to find the solutions in the legislation, in proper UTM system, in proper ground infrastructure. And of course, the fourth pillar is the proper platform. And this is important, but uh, I do believe that manufacturers will create the drones, which will be much uh, less noisy than they are now. Hopefully.
0: Uh, that, that's a very nice vision. You mentioned the number of flights before. Um, one thing that makes Panza slightly different than other ANSPs that are also managing UTM systems is that you are not buying a UTM system, you are developing your own. Um, what was the reason for that and uh, how do you look on that decision?
1: Yes, of course, it is always, you know, in the matter of, I would say, some things like accident, uh, if I may express such way. Uh, We started in 2009 our journey with drones and uh, always Poland was, I would say, um, uh, at the position of leaders in developing new technologies or creating the new solutions. I will not mention about the financial IT solutions because uh, as far as I know, we are uh, the most advanced country probably in the world with using the electronic payments. We are really based on the new technology uh, and that was also behind our estimations and our expectations how the drones will be using our airspace. That's why our philosophy is to allow all the airspace users to use the Polish airspace but in the safe manner. So we are giving the tools, the technological tool to people who doesn't know anything about the rules in the earth because it is complicated. whole system, legislation system, uh, I mean the all regulations, how the airspace is designed, what are the rules, in the air, it is very complex. So we designed uh, together with other companies, we designed the system which will be user friendly and very simple to use and to use very simply the drones in the very complex area. And that was our philosophy to allow people to use the drones in the safely manner, only giving the good uh, IT solutions. So I mean, the so that was the philosophy behind. And as you can see, we are not wrong. We just were estimating that it will be the future. Um, of the aviation. That's really nice
0: to see SP seeing drones as, a, as an opportunity and not as a burden. Um, now you mentioned creating your own product and Panza UTM is not the only one Um, you have CATS, you have Pandora and you have a few other systems and this brings me to uh, what is called Hash Business Panza and basically that's a part of the organization that is bringing Panza products and services to the market. What is the status of that initiative? How is it going and and what does it bring
1: also to the organization? I will start with the organization. Of course, what I wanted to achieve uh, taking over the the organization because uh, when you looked to the spreadsheet of uh, not only the Panza budget but also the other NSP 99 or 90% of the income comes from the air navigation charges. And you see how the world is changing and how the aviation is changing. And what we said to us as the board of the PANSA, the CEOs, the COOs and CFOs, and we said, okay, we cannot only focus on providing the air navigation service. We have to go farther because the aviation is a huge basket of the, not only the new technology, but it's a huge basket of the information which could be exchanged between the NSPs and between the airspace user, all the aviation stakeholders. So we decided to invest into the technology which will allow us to create a huge databases on many levels and then to spread that information to the other actors. That is also the part of the Single European Sky and the CESAR concept, how to improve the whole aviation within the Europe. And this is what we decided to do. And this that was the fundamental Of our strategy, not only focus on the air navigation services as themselves, but to focus on the technology, on the IT solutions. Of course, the IT solutions should support uh, a work of uh, air traffic controllers, flight information services, CNS guys, IT guys. We we said, okay, we have to invent the technologies which will improve our daily lives, our daily work in Pansa. And if we're going to make it, and make it from the philosophy, uh, from the point of view of operational people, we will create the tools which will be helpful for everybody and that is how the journey started. So we, I'm always comparing us a little bit to the uh, you know, to the Bill Gates or to the Jeff Bezos or to Steve Jobs where they started the journey in the garage, creating you know, very simple solutions which will be friendly user for every citizen and this is what we believed and how we approach to our employees. We wanted to improve, uh, you know, the working conditions. And on the other hand, if we're going to reach that, on the other hand, we'll have to the whole aviation. That is what we are trying to, you know, to show to people that we created the tools which are Operational friendly and can be used in the easy way by everybody because I really believe in the standardization. So this is the huge now, I would say challenge for whole Europe and the, for whole single European sky to make one standard because many NFP, NSPs tries to develop, develop own tools based on the airspace structures, uh, based on the uh, working methods, but we need to have a one standard, which will be common for everybody. And this is the my idea and my vision how the single European sky should be based, because you probably remember that single European sky was based at the at the beginning as the political level of the functional airspace blocks. It does it well very well. It was very complicated to make a simple decision. And I just thought to myself, okay, we need to do that in a different way. So I mean to base that on the technology, which will be common for every country in the Europe, especially inside the single European sky. That's why we decided to invest into the technology, but based on the requirements of the operational people. Well,
0: that's very interesting because if you look at Europe, you have kind of a puzzle. Every country has its own system, its own its own tools, but we also have two alliances. You have Coupons on one side, which is around Palace products, yes. and you have ITech on the other side, to which Panza is getting closer and closer, which is based on uh, on Indra products. And how do you see the future? Do you think the smaller countries or smaller NSPs or even the bigger ones who are not in one of these alliances will end up and we will have kind of a duopoly, or do you think there will always be place for for others and for third parties?
1: I will, I will answer indifferently because uh, I will give you the example from my operational life. Of course, uh, my, my life started in the procedural control. Then I had, uh, we were working on the American system uh, built by Northrop Grumman. Uh, and in Poland, we were using that system until 2013, as far as I remember. Then we switched to the Indra systemas and uh, I had an opportunity in 2015 to work uh, in Hungary on the Thales solution. And from my perspective as a uh, can you imagine how long uh, took me to get used to the new system only 3 days so it means that the philosophy of the system so I mean the interaction between air traffic controller between the CNS guy uh, with the system is very similar the philosophy is very similar so you cannot you know invent something which is totally uh, totally different so in my opinion in the future we will create the one system it doesn't mean that it will be monopoly. Of course, the interface could be a little bit different in different countries, of course, but the standard of exchange of the data, standard of the methodology of working on the position should be almost the same. Of course, uh, the, the differences will be connected to the uh, airspace structure, which is different inside of every country, because this is natural, because you have different sizes of the country. But I really do believe that we can create in the future one common system based on the standards of course with the different a little bit CHMI uh, uh, but we can reach that standard and we can reach a full interoperability and I'm always challenging my supplier, so I mean the Indra to establish a real interoperable solutions to exchange the data between the Thales family and between the Indra family because I do believe if we are using the smartphones based on the cloud solutions and you can you know upload your things you know sitting 10,000 kilometers away from your home or away from the center of the database, which are where the data are stored, it means that in the aviation, we can create one standard. And maybe that's my answer for your question. I
0: like that answer. And sometimes it goes a bit against the flow. I think many people in aviation, especially in Haiti, tends to think we are something special. We are something different. And because of that, we need special solution, And we cannot just reuse what what others are doing. I guess that's uh, that's a
1: total uh, discussion. Uh, yes, and my private opinion is that uh, of course I know the ad because I'm still <laughs> the air traffic controller and they will always say, Okay, we are special and our work is very special and very unique, different than the other jobs, but really Our world is changed, and the technology totally changed our attitude and approach. Look at uh, at small children; they are using, you know, the smartphones, they are using the iPads, tablets, etc. They don't have to teach them how to use; it is so simple that the kids are using, you know, naturally that devices. Uh, So I believe that uh, future generation will really change the attitude of the operational people, and uh, this is our job create the opportunities the technological solutions to achieve that and we need only the cooperation but between the all stakeholders and we have to understand one thing we are not the special everybody is equal in the aviation chain so I mean the NSPs airports uh, airlines uh, ground handling but also the suppliers uh, who are creating that technology That's a very inclusive view and I like
0: that a lot um, now there is something else going in Poland uh, these days and probably this years you are building the solidarity transportation hub, and, and I guess Panzer will have uh, an important place into that. If I understood correctly, it's it's a Greenfield airport, uh, middle of the country. Uh, what can you say on that?
1: Yeah, that's that's true, and I really believe in such kind of projects like uh, the new airports, Greenfield airports. Of course, this is a huge challenge for our country, but if you look how the gravity load is moving, uh, you know, because if you look to, into the history of the aviation, you can see that uh, the huge gravity was in the Western countries. I mean, first in the United States, Canada, and then it was moving to the East, so to the Europe, and it's still moving to the East. And uh, I believe that in that part of uh, Europe, it is very needed to have uh, that kind of project, which is not only the project of the Greenfield Airport, but this is the transportation project based on the interoperability between many means of transportation. So I mean, the aviation, railways, uh, cars, so the highways, uh, and, of course, in the future, as Poland is a leader in the drone market, because I believe that air taxis will be operating between the uh, center of Warsaw and uh, the new central transportation hub airport. Uh, we need that uh, kind of uh, transportation project. We need that kind of uh, spoken hub airport, because when you look on the place of uh, major hubs, you see that we are missing that, that kind of uh, project, that kind of solution. In that part of uh, Europe, so I mean the Central Eastern Europe, uh, I'm really delighted that I can, can be a part of that. And PANSA is cooperating with the CTH uh, company. We are supporting them in the developments of the whole airspace and the approach procedures and departures procedures. Of course, we have to take into consideration the needs of the, um, of the airspace users, not only the civilian airspace users, but also the military users and of course the, the needs of the environment so we need to take that uh, into consideration so we are very happy as a PASA to take that uh, to to, to be a part of that and I believe that CTH airport from the point of view of the technology especially the ATM ATM technology will be based on totally new solutions so I mean the uh, tower which we are uh, seeing on every airport but based on the remote uh, uh, solutions and cloud solutions totally uh, and also based on the AI and the autonomous uh, um, Just for our audience to, to better know about
0: the, the TH project, um, what is the planned start of operation? Is there already a date for, for the first landings and takeoffs there?
1: Yeah, the official date is uh, the end of uh, 2027. Of course, uh, this is very ambitious uh, plan, but uh, I believe that uh, we will manage. Uh, our government puts a lot of attention to that and, uh, um, and really the, 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 the works are speeding up now, uh, of course. It is very uh, sensitive, also project, because you have to take into consideration all the needs of uh, the people who are living now um, in that part uh, um, uh, of the area, and this is outside of the uh, of the uh, Warsaw, exactly thirty nine kilometers, as far as I remember, uh, from the city center. Uh, um, But uh, but uh, the plans are the end of twenty twenty seven. If there will be small delay. It will be no problem, of course, because we have the delay with the COVID. But uh, as I said at the beginning, uh, the COVID will end and uh, the traffic will restore. And Poland and that region of the Europe needs to have such transportation solution because, as I said, this is not only the airport, this is intermodal uh, solution for the whole transport.
0: Yeah, we will keep our eyes on the on the project. Now, as if it was not enough to be CEO of Panzer and an active controller, for the last two years, you were as well the CEO of the AC Salad. Which are the rotating system of, of CEOs? Um, can you explain us what the difference is between A6, for example, uh, and an FAB? Because for me, it's not always clear what A6 is, what they all are, and, and what is A6
1: basically. a is the, the the gathering of the the biggest NSPs who are the most advanced in development of the technology. Is the, and it's also the part of the Caesar deployment manager. And what was very difficult for those two years, of course, the COVID had a huge impact on us, and we have to struggle with. Uh, you know, internal issues uh, with the internal losses, and that was very important to keep that uh, that alliance together and uh, to fulfill that strategic goals which were put. So, especially to deploy the CESAR solutions, so the the solutions which are in the uh, ATM master plan, in the CP1 uh, project, uh, so in the EU regulations, and that was the most important and the biggest achievements, uh, in my opinions, for the last uh, for the last two years was uh, establishment of the new vehicle, so I mean the new infrastructure manager, CESAR deployment infrastructure manager based on the European basis and taking on board the Euro control. So we are all now together, not only the airports, not only the airlines, not only the NSPs, but also the European body which is covering uh, whole Europe and is uh, managing all the network and this is what we decided that Eurocontrol, the network manager, will be done that kind of coordinator, how those uh, developments of the new technology, new vehicles will be deployed uh, into the uh, aviation system. So, from my point of view, that was uh, a great achievement. But uh, what is the important that the islands of uh, NSP's airports, airlines, and the Euro control will be together with the suppliers, so I mean with the Thales family, with the Indra family, with the Frequentis family, will be developing and deploying the solutions. Because what is important now, it says that we have to speed up with the development of the new technology, technological solutions in the whole aviation.
0: Okay, understood that. Thank you very much. To close up our episode, we have one question we ask to, to all guests. Um, from your perspective, what will be different in ATM in the next five years? But also to open the door to imagination uh, in the next fifty years.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have one picture because uh, sitting s- uh, still on the frequency uh, for me what. I would like to have it. So uh, what I see, of course, uh, the drones will change our lives and uh, the solutions in UTM systems will be deployed in the ATM system. But uh, what I see my future within the next 50 years is that uh, my job as the air traffic control will change totally. So I will not be air traffic controller. I will be a air traffic manager. So I will be managing the trajectories of the, the all aerial vehicles, not only the manned vehicles, but also of unmanned vehicles and uh, I see myself with uh, huge glasses or I saw the kind of movie with the huge screens and I will be moving the trajectories uh, on that screen and that uh, my instructions uh, done by my hand will be sent straightly to the flight management system and vice versa from my flight management system to my uh, systems and we will be managing the trajectories of uh, a lot uh, aerial vehicles in the air there is something very interesting in what you said
0: here because on one side you are pleading for innovation automation ai and everything and on the other side you still see a human brain in the middle of it in a few years and to me it sounds a bit like the evolution of flying you know we went from manual flying to autopilot and from autopilot to flight management is this something like you envision for for the future of atm more automation more support but still and always with a man in oh, with a human brain in the middle
1: I'm always believing that uh, you know uh, we are always saying uh, in theory of systems that the weakest part of the system is the human. But uh, on the other hand, this is the not the weakest uh, but the best thing because uh, in very difficult situation or in the situations which are not described in the algorithm, only human brain can uh, you know bring the solutions and create that solution in the mind. So I'm always saying we will not get rid of uh, the people the human being but will change the position of human being and uh, the role of human being in the system supported by the technology
0: that's very interesting to me because it probably also means the job of the human will be more interesting and of more added value
1: exactly you're totally right
0: know it was a very pleasure to to have you on that episode um, I, I love the exchanges with you today I think we could go on for hours we have, <laughs> to, we have to stop at some point uh, so thank you very much for being our guest today
1: thank you very much it was great pleasure I wish you all the best. Thank you. This was Radar Contact.
0: Visit foxatm.com or your favorite podcast platform for more.